Well, hello there and welcome back to the show. Now, I haven't said this in a while, but I wanted you to know that I am honored to have you in my circle. Even though we may not have met yet, I know that you are committed to becoming the very best version of you that you can possibly be and that you keep showing up for yourself and for your family. I know that because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast unless that was true. And I'm incredibly grateful to you for making this podcast possible. Just by listening, you're helping to grow the show. So thank you. Now, during this episode, I talk about the reality of raising teens, the effects of the past couple of years on our families, and the practice of focusing on what we can control rather than what we can't. I talk about the concept of locus of control, how focusing on what we can't control creates more anxiety for ourselves and our kiddos, the energetic frequency of our thoughts, as well as lots of examples of things we can't control, but even more examples of what we can. Now, it's not easy to shift our focus, especially as moms with ADHD. I know that, but it is possible with practice. And as we're practicing, we're teaching our kids to do the same. Now, we may not see it right away or ever, but know that they are picking up on all of it. And the same goes for the way we handle our emotions. One thing I know for sure is that we have to deal with our own emotions before we can help our children deal with theirs. That's why I depend on experts like a nervous system educator, Krista Bevan. Krista has created a truly brilliant course to help moms like me and you regulate our nervous systems that tend to run on overdrive with ADHD. If you know you need some help in the emotional regulation area, check out her foundations course. It's designed for what she calls cycle breaker moms, but the content is brilliant for ADHD moms too. I'm a course participant and I really love the way Krista teaches in a way that my ADHD mind can understand, as well as easy steps to implement what I'm learning into my everyday life. You can find all the details at bit.ly forward slash VDM dash radical mother dash foundations, or you can find the link in the show notes. And just so you know, I only recommend and allow sponsors that I have personal experience with and Krista and her courses are the real deal. So check out the course and enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Now, the past few years have given us lots and lots of opportunities to focus on what is out of our control. Pandemics, world events, elections, natural catastrophes, and on and on and on. And then there are our neurodivergent minds and those of our kids, right? It's easy to feel like we are out of control. And I'm raising my hand here. There have been countless moments over throughout motherhood in raising teens and especially over the past few years while I have felt like I have completely lost my marbles. So during this episode, I go deep into the concept of locus of control, 
how focusing on what we can't control creates more anxiety for ourselves and our kids, letting go of what we can't control so that we can refocus on what we can, as well as lots and lots of examples of what we can't control, but so many more examples of what we can't. Now, no one could have prepared me for what was ahead as a mom with ADHD. Early childhood almost broke me. Well, that's what it felt like anyway. I spent most of those early years like a deer in headlights, just trying to make it to my bed exhausted every night. Now, I can laugh about it now, but there was a period of about six weeks when I was nursing a six-week-old baby and brushing my sensory overloaded toddler every 90 minutes during waking hours. For six weeks, I was physically exhausted. I felt like I was completely out of control. And that is what I was focusing on. All that I perceived that was wrong, all that I didn't have control over. Now, as I look back at that period of time, I think, wow, I was a badass, right? I mean, look what I was able to do. Now, in early childhood, I was physically exhausted. And now as an ADHD mom with neurodiverse teens, I find myself getting mentally and emotionally exhausted. The tendency is to feel like I have less and less control as my kids grow towards independence. And it's partly true, right? Parenting neurodiverse teens is a dance between boundaries and independence, between advocating and letting them fail, between keeping them safe and letting them learn life's valuable lessons. It's the yin and yang of parenting. Their brains are growing almost as rapidly as they did during early childhood. It's incredible. The human brain is amazing. And yes, there are lots of things that we're losing over losing control over as our, our children are growing, as our teens are becoming young adults. And there are lots of things that we still do have control over. So we are going to talk about those, okay? Now, in 1954, Julian B. Rotter developed the concept of locus of control. Locus of control refers to how much control a person feels they have. So someone with a high internal locus of control perceives themselves as having control over outcomes in their lives. Someone with a high external locus of control or locus of control perceives themselves perceives themselves as having little to no control over outcomes in their lives. They might tend to believe that luck, fate, and chance determine outcomes instead, instead of themselves, instead of the power within themselves. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but this concept of locus of control is easy for my ADHD mind to understand. So I'm not going to be talking about it as, um, as uh, psychology, right? It's just really the concept. Now, I used to believe that my own life was a series of bad luck, fate, and chance. I guess you would say that I had an external locus of control. I perceived myself as having little to no control over outcomes in my life. That that tendency is still there, and maybe it's part of my ADHD. I don't know. Maybe it's patterning. Maybe it's maybe it's innate. Um, I don't know. The tendency is still there, but I have learned that I can consciously shift my focus toward what I can control throughout the day. And so can you. Now, when we focus on what we cannot control, it creates more anxiety for ourselves and it ripples out to our kids. 
the past two years are a prime example. The entire world was focused on what was out of our control. And even though I've been on the yoga mat for, for 30 years and have been immersed in mind-body studies for several decades, I find, found myself watching the news, which is something I stopped doing over a decade ago. I know myself. The news in me, not good. <laughs> I do not, I don't, I, 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 I depend on my husband to tell me what I need to know these days, right? So I found myself watching the news. I found myself checking the CDC website for COVID stats. Um, things that I didn't have control over and becoming increasingly anxious because I was focusing on what I couldn't control. And it was affecting my kids too, my whole household. I had to consciously choose to shift my focus every day throughout the day and sometimes a hundred times in the day to focus on what I can control. But my ADHD, you might be thinking, I, you know, I know I have ADHD too. Okay, so we do have a focus. We do have a, a we have a, a an interesting relationship with focus. Let's say, okay, but it is possible consciously shifting your thoughts. It might feel like a daunting task task, but it is possible. And I know that if I can do it, you can do it too. Now, when we let go of what we can't control, we have more space in our lives for what we can control. It's one of the reasons that I created the Vibe Care Toolkit. It's an ADHD mom's guide to shifting out of overwhelm and negative emotions. To help us bring little bits of joy into our lives, which is something that we can control. Now, if you haven't already, you can download. It's free. It's at vibecaretoolkit.com. It's helpful to do this ahead of time, to decide ahead of time what brings you joy especially as moms with ADHD, because I don't know about you, but when I am in a funk or when I am in one of those spirals, it's hard for me to remember there, that there is anything that brings me joy. It's hard for me to remember that I have control of anything. Okay. So when we are bringing bits of joy into our lives, it's easier to focus on what we can control. It's energetic. Thoughts are incredibly interesting. They vibrate at a certain energetic, energetic frequency, and they tend to replicate more thoughts of the same frequency. So if we're focusing on what we can control, we're generating more of the same, more thoughts of what we can control. So just for a minute, I'm going to list off lots of things that we can't control, okay? Just, just, just going to list them out. And then I'm going to list lots of things that we can control. And I'm going to invite you to really focus on that longer list of what you can control and then add to it, okay? So here are some things that we can't control. We can't control others' effort. Okay, I'm thinking about my, my, uh, my teens in school, for instance. We can't control others' thoughts. We can't control their words. We can't control their feelings or their actions or their behavior or their choices. We can't control their reactions or their responses. We can't control their attitudes. We can't control their beliefs or their mistakes or their opinions. We can't control their pain or lack of. We can't control what other people think of us. We can't control the weather. We can't control traffic or aging or world events or adversity. We can't control nature. We can't control the past. 
Okay, those are some things that we don't have control over. Now, here is a list of things that we can, that we do have control over, that we can control. So focus on these, and then I want you to add whatever else might come to mind. You might even uh, pause the the, uh, the audio and start listing. Make a list of all of the things that you can control, okay? You can control your effort and your thoughts, your words, your actions, your behavior, your choices, your boundaries, your responses, your attitude, your beliefs, your perspective, your focus, your ideas. You can control your self-advocacy, advocating for yourself, asking for what you need. You can control how you treat others, how you treat yourself whether or not you follow rules. You can control how you handle your feelings. You can control how you take care of your mind, body, and soul, your four pillars of well-being. You can control what you think about. You can control what you say to yourself and to others. You can control whether you respond or react. You can control the foods that you eat, the liquids you drink, You can control what time you go to bed. You can control the exercise you get. You can control what you watch on TV or not. You can control what you do with your free time. You can control where your attention goes. You can control finding daily joy, little bits of daily joy. You can control uh, what you commit to. You can control what you allow. You can control asking for help when you need it. You can control making time to use the tools, the skills, and the practices that you learn on this podcast. You can learn to surround your, you can, you can, you have control of the people that you surround yourself with. You have control of taking steps towards your goals. You have control of learning from your mistakes, of stepping out of your comfort zone. You can control the way you handle challenges. You can control forgiveness. You can control apologizing. You can control your authenticity. You can control your integrity. What would you add to this list? Okay, there are so many more things that we can control. Tag me at Vision Driven Mom on social media, or you can DM me. I would love to to be able to add to this list too. Okay. Now, as with anything, the more we practice, the better we get, and the easier it is to shift our focus when circumstances happen that may trigger us. And what I know as an ADHD mom with ADHD adolescence, there will most certainly be triggers. Okay. And the more you practice, the better you get. The more you practice, the better you get. So it's easier to shift when you're in practice. It's like with anything. The more, you know, think, think of it as you're, you're, um, you're uh, shifting as, uh, as a muscle, you know, you're, you're exercising this muscle of shifting from what you can't control to what you can control. So let me leave you with this mantra. I can consciously choose to be what I want my children to see. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to experiencing experience you in exactly that way, but it does mean 
that we are deliberately choosing to think, speak, and act in a way that we feel proud of. Okay. I would love to hear your thoughts on um, and, and, and any other any other things that you can add to that list. Please share them with me. And I'm wishing you a ease in shifting from what you can't control to what you can. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your vision-driven mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.